everybody. So good to see you on this Tuesday morning. Glad that you're joined with us at the 8 a.m. devotional. I want to welcome you to uh, to my kitchen and uh, where my wife is seated just out of camera shot over here. And I would like you to encourage her uh, to get into the camera shot. I'm just going to keep saying that every single day until she gets into, into the camera shot. Uh, great to see everybody uh, joining us on YouTube. Uh, Christy, Jonathan. Lenore, Elizabeth, awesome, awesome, uh, Deanna, wow, lots of folks on uh, YouTube today, Judy, Ed, hey Ed, how you doing, my brother? Uh, anyway, lots of folks on YouTube and, and Facebook as well. Jane got disconnected, so she's my technical advisor here in the kitchen, um, and she's been disconnected, but uh, just want to say good morning, everybody. This is our 8 a.m. devotional where we just read some Bible verses and try to encourage one another. I would encourage you to be encouraging in the comments as well. Um, this is actually devotional number seven as we count down to one. And we're not counting down to the end of the world or anything like that. We're counting down to when we might change the, um, the format um, because we've been going every single day. And that was my promise to you that we would get through this pandemic or get through the book of John, whichever came uh, last, we would keep on going. And we made it through the book of John, through the book of Romans, through some encouraging scriptures for a week. And now we're in uh, uh, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 endurance scriptures, 10 endurance scriptures. So 10 days of that. So anyway, more about that in just a second. I want to tell you something up front though. Um, this evening at 7 p.m., Right here on Facebook and YouTube, we're, we're having a virtual graduation for our New Hope seniors. Um, our New Hope student pastors have reached out to all of our graduating seniors in our church family and asked them if they wanted to, to be a part of this. Over 50 of those graduating seniors responded by submitting pictures, and I'm not sure what else. Uh, but since they are unable to walk across the stage, um, the, the youth pastors just thought it was appropriate to create some sort of church family memorable event to celebrate with them and to honor them. So I talked about this yesterday just for a moment, but if you're able to show up this evening, 7 p.m., uh, please do so. And and just just show them some love, man. Post some encouragement in the comments for them. You know, you guys have been so good at doing that anyway, but post some good encouragement for them in the comments. Uh, I can't imagine. And just to put yourself in their shoes just for a moment. You go through school for 12 years thinking that someday you're going to walk across that stage. You're going to hear pomp and circumstance. And uh, that's the song that they play at graduations. And you're going to, you know, put your tassel on the other side. I'm not even sure which way it goes, but and then all of a sudden you're told that that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And so I don't, you know, it may not be a big deal for some of them, but man, some of them have been looking forward to that day and that day is not going to happen now. So tonight, 7 p.m., any encouragement will be a big help. I, I think it will go a long way with these with these seniors. All right. So if you can just stop by. Even if you can only stop by for a few minutes, just stop by and show them some love. Okay. In these 10 devotionals that we're counting down in, um, once again, counting down to a different format. And it depends on what the pandemic's doing when we get the number one. 
if it's still out there and still limiting our movement and so forth, then we'll rethink the schedule a little bit more. But what we're trying to do is just trying to move this to more to a more sustainable pace. I hope I made that clear. So it may end up being twice a week. It may end up being once a week. Um, we may end up doing more if the pandemic is still full on. We'll just see how it goes. Okay, so we're counting down from 10 to 1. Uh, so in these 10, I'm, I'm picking out some scriptures about patience and about endurance and about perseverance. Uh, by the way, I had a few people ask yesterday what the book was that I mentioned about grit, about grit. If you were with us yesterday, maybe you remember that. The name of the book is Grit, Grit by Susan Duckworth. Grit by Susan Duckworth. Uh, subtitle is The Power of Passion, the, pa the Power of Passion and Perseverance. I believe that's the subtitle. Grit by Susan Duckworth. And just remember, if you're going to go read it, it's not a Christian book. But the reason that I did enjoy it is because it does show some good data about those people who stick with things, who live a life of passion and perseverance and and see things through and, and uh, how, you know, that helps. It helps tremendously to have that. And the, the Bible talks about the same thing. That's why I don't I, – I, I think it's okay to mention that book, even though it's not Christian, because the Bible talks about the same thing, that every single one of us needs to have patience and we need to have endurance and we need to have perseverance. The Bible talks a lot about that. And uh, I called it yesterday, spiritual grit. And I'm going to continue with that, I think, for out this throughout this time for these 10 devotions, just call it spiritual grit. Hopefully you'll know what that means by the time we're done. But I think we need spiritual grit right now because this pandemic is taking longer than any of us wanted to take. So spiritual grit is absolutely important because we not only want to get through this, we want to get through this in a God honoring way. We want to get through this in a God honoring way. So we will get through it. We will get through it. We will get through it, but we want to get through it in a God honoring way. So yesterday, yesterday we saw that um, Jesus is not only our, motivation for enduring our motivation to keep on keeping on but he is also the power of our perseverance that he himself endured to the end that he won the victory for us that we could not win for ourselves and then he sent his holy spirit back to us to his followers to live in us to give us the power to endure so he was a model of endurance, but he's also the power that we need for endurance. And today, what I want to do is we were in James yesterday. We're going to be here for at least a few days because I just love what James says about perseverance. And he doesn't just say, hey, hey, endure, everybody, endure, persevere. He, he actually he actually told us what it looks like <clears throat> and to help us to know what the real God honoring perseverance and spiritual grit looks like he gave us three examples in in uh, in the word three examples of what that might look like when it shows up in somebody's life and so what i want to do over the next maybe three days uh, maybe we'll do one of these today maybe one tomorrow then one on thursday we'll see how it goes but uh i just want to look at these three examples that he gives and, and the first one that he talks about and if you do have a bible Sorry. Get to James chapter James chapter five. We're going to begin at verse seven. James chapter chapter five, verse 
7. But in, in, in these verses, he gives the first one that I want to talk about today. And the first one, the first example of spiritual grit is a farmer, is a farmer. James chapter 5, beginning verse 7 says, um, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. <clears throat> See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains patiently 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 waiting for the autumn and spring rains farmers understand something that many of us city folk struggle with sometimes and that is that we can't control everything we can't control everything and so there are oftentimes seasons when we have to learn to wait patiently uh, for instance in in the farming uh, business would be you you can't control the weather you cannot control the weather and by the way the weather people can't even control the weather they can't even tell us what the weather is going to be i don't know if you noticed that lately yesterday it was supposed to be a 90 percent chance of rain and it was basically a beautiful day all day thank god for that but um we can't control the weather we can't make it rain when we want it to rain we can't make it not rain when we don't want it to rain farmers understand that uh, they also understand they can't control the, the seasons. For instance, if you're a farmer, you can't get up and go, man, harvest season, harvest season is when I get paid. And so I'm just going to have harvest season all the time. Just going to have harvest season all year long. That would be nice, but that's beyond uh, the control of any human being. You may want it to never be winter time, uh, but that's not going to happen. So you, you got to learn in this life to wait. You have to have patience. You, uh, farmers learn to wait until the season is right for them to plant. And then they learn to wait until the crop matures and it's ready for that crop to be harvested. But you just, just so you know, in, in farming, there's a lot of waiting. But, but something else that's true in farming as well is this. There's no downtime. There's no downtime in farming. You would think if you're if you are not a farmer like myself, I, I can't grow anything to be quite honest, but and my wife can't either. And hopefully she'll admit that on camera someday. But she tries to get me to grow stuff, you know, for her. Hey, let's plant this. I said, There's no let's there, baby. That's you planting that. And uh anyway, whatever we put out or she puts out dies, uh, or the Lord resurrects it, you know, on the last day. So anyway. Uh, there's no downtime. You think that once you put this the seed in the ground, that you could take a break. And uh, like if you're a farmer, you plant in the springtime or early summer, and then you walk away and you don't have to do anything until the harvest. And that might make sense in our minds who are not farmers. But the truth is, uh, once they once they put the seed in the ground, there's still more to do, even though there are I'm doing air quotes and I hate doing air quotes. So just imagine me doing air quotes on this next word. I'm going to put my hands down. Even though there are down times, I hate air quotes and I, I do them all the time, sitting on my hands now. Even though there are down times, farmers never stop working. Yes, they plant. Yes, they harvest, but they also prune. Uh, they take care of the weed control they they water and in between all of those times 
they're constantly working on their equipment, upgrading equipment, sharpening equipment, taking care of maintenance issues in the barns and, you know, just all kind of fence, riding the fences, you know, to make sure those are all intact and so forth. And uh, then they get up the next day and they do it all again. They do it all again. And if they have animals, like if they're, you know, a sheep farmer, like my grandpa was, or if they have cattle, I'm just telling you, there are zero days off, zero days off. My aunt and uncle were dairy farmers in Ohio, and it is a beautiful farm, just beautiful farm. You drive down the road and it's up off the left-hand side of the road, it's got a little valley there, then their house and everything is up on the hillside. And then you go a little bit above that and there's the barns. And you can see this from, from, from the road. There's a, a big blue silo. And on the side of the silo was an American flag waving. I mean, the picture of an American flag waving. And then just beneath that American flag, it said, uh, or U.S. flag, it said, um, uh, serve God and milk. Serve God and milk. That's because they were dairy farmers, uh, which is kind of an awesome statement. Serve God and milk. But uh, they would get up every day and milk like 140 cows every single day, get up at four or so in the morning to milk the cows. And then later in the day, they would do it again, two times a day, two times a day, two times a day, milking like 140 cows. And if you did not milk the cows, they would stop producing. So literally you could not take a day off. You couldn't take a day off. And uh, Dave and Diana, that's their name, my aunt and uncle. And my aunt Diana actually watches our church on a regular basis from Ohio. And, and Diana, if you're watching right now uh, on Facebook, just, just tell us how long, how many years did you do that? It seemed like forever for me, ever since I was little tiny kid they were doing that and they retired in recent years but forever and ever twice a day milking like 140 cows all that to say in farming there's no real downtime it's long days followed by longer days and there have been uh times in ministry where i literally felt like i was a farmer i know i'm not but i felt like i was a farmer that's because in ministry nothing happens immediately Nothing happens immediately. Like a church just doesn't start and all of a sudden there's a harvest. Uh, unless, unless they brought in some of the harvest that other churches had been working on. Let's just leave it at that. But most of the time, if your church is, starts and your church is trying to reach people far from God, then it's going to be a slow start because you have to plant the seed and then you have to water the seed and then the seed grows and then it, it's time for a harvest. And then once harvested, those people who've been harvested plant seeds in their friends' lives, and it continues to grow like that. Uh, if you know our story, then you know for the first six years, we ran about 75 people in attendance. And honestly, those numbers made it seem like we were stuck. But truth was, there was a harvest coming. There was a harvest coming. And now pre-pandemic, as you know, if you've been with us, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people that show up at our church every single weekend, you know, 9,000, uh, 10,000 on some weekends, on, you know, in the high months, over 10,000 people on our four campuses <laughs> pre-pandemic. <laughs> we'll see what happens over the next year or so. 
But anyway, let me let me tell you something, and my wife will vouch for me. We never stopped working and we never stopped believing in the early years. We just kept believing what God had said in his word. And what he says in his word is, if you want to see harvest, you got to plant some seed. You got to plant some seed. The harvest doesn't happen immediately. You see, like you don't plant a seed and then later that afternoon you reap a harvest. This this whole sowing and reaping process takes time. And most people, I'll tell you when they get discouraged. Most people get discouraged when they plant the seed and then the harvest takes a little too long. And then they're looking around, they're like, I planted this seed. When did you plant it? Yesterday morning. And you would think that God would have heard my prayer and would have seen the the good that I've done. (laughs) But they get discouraged and a lot of folks quit. But the truth is, there are a lot of times in life when it seems like nothing is happening. But when you've planted a seed and it feels like nothing is happening, that means that what is happening is God is preparing a harvest. And I say that because if you have planted a seed, we have the promise in Scripture. Plant a seed, there will be a harvest. So if you plant this, the harvest is getting ready the harvest prepared it doesn't happen immediately though and there's something else that's true about the example that james uses about farmers here in this text even though a farmer has to wait farmers don't stop working um the farmer does his part while he waits patiently for god to do his again verse seven be patient then brothers and sisters until the lord's coming see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. Patiently, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. And honestly, we are in a a season right now that is beyond our control. And it feels like, because if you know me, you know I love summertime. And you know that I don't like wintertime because I like to be outdoors. That's just where I get my it's where I refuel is when I'm outside, when I'm working in my yard, when I get to occasionally play a game of golf or when Jane and I go down the beach. I just refuel when I'm outside. I don't know what it is. It's just the way God made me. <clears throat> and so when it's winter, not like we have bad winters here, but when it's winter and it's 50 degrees and dripping rain outside, man, I can't hardly take it, you know. And, and uh, we're in a season right now where – in my description, it feels like we're in winter. It feels like, man, when, when are we going to have summer? When are we going to have that time we can, when we can just move about freely? Like, like C.S. Lewis said in the Chronicles of Narnia. C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia, that Narnia was a place where it's always winter, but never Christmas. Always winter, but never Christmas. Meaning nothing good, it feels like, is happening. It's just the, the bad time without that, without that cherry on top. And listen to me. Just because we're in a season where we can't control everything does not mean we can't do anything. Just because we're in a season where we can't control everything does not mean we can't do anything. And I don't mean by doing anything that we should choose to storm around the house because we can't do exactly what we want, to get frustrated, to take it out on other people. 
<clears throat> just like um, just like <clears throat> it says here in scripture, like the farmer is patiently waiting. Um, we we play a part in the process too. So when you think about it, even though we may not be able to do what we want to do right now, is there something that we should be doing right now? This is something we should be doing right now. I say that because you can sit around thinking about what you want to do, what you'd rather be doing, or you can do some things that need to be done. Like if you do have some time, use it wisely. And, and as I said, here's the principle of the harvest that some of us miss. <clears throat> We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. But when we get through this, will there be some sort of harvest on the other end of this? You know what I mean? Like right now, are you using the time that you have to plant some good seed? Because you, you could just sleep your way through this and you will get through it. You'll get through the other side. You'll get through just like anybody else that's working hard during this season, that's planting good seed. You will get to the other side of this and we will come out of this pandemic and it's going to be good again. But this, ask yourself the question, what seed am I planting right now? What seed am I planting? I was just planting seeds of frustration and irritability and <clears throat> kind of wasting my time. And I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm going to hibernate through this and wake up when this long winter pan uh, pandemic is over. I would say that's probably not the best use of time. I, I would say instead, be like the gritty farmer, doing what you can do while you're waiting. Let's look at verse eight now. <clears throat> it says, you too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. So like a farmer, be patient. And then, <clears throat> pardon me, he gives us a warning to go with the encouragement. Uh, verse eight, he says, uh, uh, verse nine, don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. The judge is standing at the door. So I think the Holy Spirit really knows us because people who are waiting are usually not happy people. People who are in a season of waiting are usually not happy people. You don't believe me? Go to the DMV sometime when this pandemic is over and look at all the happy people in the DMV. Uh, and <laughs> I'm, if you've never been to the DMV, then you don't know this, but people are not happy at the DMV. There's no smiles at the DMV. That's it. They're just people waiting quietly, uh, trying to not show too many emotions as they wait. Uh, and oftentimes when people are waiting and they're waiting on God for some kind of breakthrough, what happens is they do lose their joy and then they begin to take it out on the people who are around them. James says, don't do that. Don't grumble against one another while you're waiting on God. Don't take it out on your brothers and sisters. And by the way, something else we do that's not in this particular text we worry. 
And worry, as we talked about back during our anxious for nothing series, worry is an attempt, an attempt to control something that is uncontrollable. And I've always had this belief, if you can change the situation, then by all means, change it. If you can change it, change it. But if you cannot change it, give it to God. But either way, don't worry about it. Have patience. Have patience and, and understand that God knows what he's doing. He is going to produce a valuable crop. In fact, look back at verse 7 one more time. i got a word here that I don't want to miss. So see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. So the farmer waits because the harvest is worth waiting for. And I'm telling you right now, listen to me, what God wants to do in your life, in this thing that we're in, is worth waiting for. It's worth having this holy grit the spiritual grit in your life. So don't give up. And if you don't mind, let me jump out of James for just one moment. I want to go to Galatians, one of my favorite all-time verses. This is Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Um, the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Galatia says this, and some of us, this is one of those kind of verses that would be great to memorize. He says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. If we do not give up. All that to say, even if you're tempted right now to not, to, to be lazy or to do the wrong thing, to grumble, to take out your frustrations on someone around you or to get on social media and just rant and rant, which a lot of that going on right now. How about this? How about you just keep on doing the right thing, even while you're waiting on God to do his thing? Keep on doing the right thing, even while you're waiting on God to do his thing. You think about it. If a harvest came today, if a harvest came today, would you be ready? Would you be ready? And what harvest are you thinking in the back of your mind that would be good for you or for your family? Well, then plant seed for that. Plant seed for that. I think a whole lot of times what happens is we're waiting on God to do what only he can do when in reality, he's waiting on us to do what we should be doing. A lot of people waiting on God to do what only he can do while he's waiting on us to do what we should be doing. So let's do this. Let us not become weary in doing good. Let's keep on doing what God wants us to do. And uh, in this present situation, while we wait with gritty faith, like a farmer, do what you can while you wait on God to do what he will. Amen. So uh, remember that tonight is our virtual graduation for our New Hope students. It's at 7 p.m. I, I, I'm respectfully asking you to just show up, you know, even if you can only show up for a few minutes and say something wonderful to them in the comments. They will be encouraged by that. I know I'm encouraged when you guys uh, comment and when you follow along and when you encourage one another. So I'm just asking for you to give that gift of encouragement to our New Hope seniors. And um, God's, got, God's got something good for them. And they may not know it right now because they're in a season right now where 
you know, it feels like it's always winter and never Christmas. And so let's help them to get through this with some encouragement. Okay. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, uh, help us, help us, Lord, to have the gritty faith that we need. Help us, God, to um, to be able to do what we're supposed to be doing, even in this time that may be difficult for many people. Um, as always, Lord, heal the sick, protect those who are well and on the front lines, especially, Lord, protect those folks. I pray, God, that you would bring an end to this thing. Uh, as I am thinking a lot now, this cure, the cure that we have arrived at, which is this, uh, you know, staying at home thing is, uh, now feeling like it's, it's hurting a lot of people overall. And I don't, I didn't, I know there's no easy answers, Lord, but I'm just praying that you would be with our leaders, be with us at the church, Lord, to kind of try to navigate our way through this for whatever you have for us in the future, Lord, please. In the meantime, holy grit, Lord. We just need some holy grit. And uh, pray that you bless our graduates, Lord. Make tonight a special, special time for them. And uh, I pray all of this in your son's name and all the people said, amen. So real quick, tonight, 7 p.m., virtual graduation for all our New Hope students. And then tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., Lord willing, right back here at the kitchen table with Jane on screen tomorrow. She's just laughing at me. Just you know, Maybe. Okay. We'll see. There's a we'll see. So we've moved this much closer to Jane being on camera. Uh, God bless. Love you guys so much. And I hope that you have a great day.